0: This is Theology for the Rest of Us with your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us coming at you from the great metropolis of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. So glad to have you. Thanks for downloading. And uh, thank you for allowing me to have a voice in your life. This is episode 280. And in this episode, we're going to be answering a specific question. And the question is this, must I be a biblical scholar in order to really understand the Bible? Or to say it another way is, if I don't have commentaries and other sources of information and scholarship, is it impossible to get everything out of the Bible and to truly understand it? I think this is a great, great question with... Some really, really important implications in a lot of ways. Hey, before we get to the topic at hand here, before we answer that question, quick reminder uh, to hit our website if you like. It's TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. You can search all of the old episodes and archives. Just pop in a, uh, a word, keyword, a, a topic or subject and all the episodes related to that topic will, will pop up. So encourage you to do that, as well as there's a bunch of recommended resources on the website that I believe could be helpful. So check that out, theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, a reminder, the importance of ratings and reviews. If you've not done that, those are a big, big help to the show. So if you, if you love the show, if this has been helpful to you in any way whatsoever, please leave a, a great rating, great review, on whatever podcast app or directory you're familiar with, or maybe on multiple podcast apps and multiple directories, uh, that could be uh, that would be be really, really great and really helpful to the show. So, again, if you could do that, that'd be awesome. And thank you in advance. All right. Do you need to be a scholar to truly understand the Bible? Um, I think the simple answer is say uh, is to say no. You don't you don't have to be a, a scholar to understand the Bible. I think that's that's pretty clear. However, this question's not so binary. It's not so you know black and white, clear yes or no. I think this question really deserves um, some additional unpacking and some and some more nuance than just yes or no. First is this: um, it is very possible for someone to have the Bible with limited, you know, uh, scholarship uh, or scholarly sources or commentaries, and, and get lots out of the Bible. I remember being, uh, you know, 14, 15 year fifteen-year-old student when I first came to faith in Christ, and I wasn't reading a lot of, you know, scholarly books and. Academic books. I wasn't reading a lot of other books a bunch, uh, to be honest. I wasn't certainly wasn't reading commentaries or listening to lots of sermons. I mean, when I came to faith in Christ, it was the mid '90s, so it's way before podcasting or or YouTube, um, really before the internet became a prominent thing in, in people's lives. You know, on an everyday basis. Um, that sounds that sound kind of old when I say that, um, but uh, you know, so th- there wasn't the access to the information for uh, you know that there is today for a typical you know church going fifteen year old. But I remember reading my Bible and getting tons out of it. I would for, I just read my Bible, read my Bible for for months and months. I remember just like learning tons about God, about his character, about his nature, about what he expects of his people. All these things I was learning about God. And I wasn't a scholar. I wasn't reading scholarly sources by any means. So it is definitely possible to get lots out of the Bible and to commune with God and to be transformed in a powerful way and to understand lots and lots of things from the Bible and get a lot of good theology without a lot of scholarly sources. So I, I think that is important to note. However, I also think it's important for us to, to recognize that there are things in the Bible, uh, or, or, or concepts that we see in the scriptures that may not necessarily be as, as obvious to us, and that sometimes we will miss those things, without some quality teaching from a from a person. And, and I think people get upset about this because then they, they go, well, I, you, you're telling me that I have to rely on other humans. But I think it's important to note that all of us as humans are limited. I, I'm limited. You're limited. I, I can read the Bible and there are things I'm not going to see. There are things I'm going to miss. There are things I'm going to misunderstand. And being a part of a, a, a community of believers that can help me see things in the scriptures that I otherwise didn't see is really, really helpful. And sometimes other people in the body of Christ, because of their training, their academic study, because of their experiences, because of the wealth of things they've read, they're going to have insights into the Bible that, that, their, that their training has allowed them to have that they otherwise would not have had. And now when they share that with me, I am the beneficiary of getting those insights without even actually having done the training they had to do. Um, which I think is really, really helpful. So, is it possible to commune with God and grow in your faith without a whole lot of scholarly, you know, uh, supplementary pieces of information and books and things of that nature? Um, absolutely, definitely possible. I never want to, you know, I never want to say that that's not. However, I do think there are things in the Bible that we otherwise would not have understood at nearly as well, if not for some member of the body of Christ who has some scholarly training, being able to speak into that and share some insights that, that we, we maybe otherwise would would not have understood or maybe otherwise would have missed. Furthermore, I do think there are some passages of Scripture that seem to be asserting certain truths or seem to be presenting certain concepts uh, when you look at those passages at face of value, but then when you do a little bit of digging and you kind of do study a little bit of the historical context, you begin to realize that, that the thing that you thought that passage was saying actually isn't quite accurate, that, that, that the passage of Scripture has actually got a deeper meaning or some additional bits of information and thoughts that you otherwise would have missed if you didn't have any scholarly resources whatsoever. And I'm honestly not sure why, but this seems to bother certain Christians. I don't think it ought to. I don't think it needs to be something that's a, a point of contention or bothersome. But this this does seem to to frustrate certain believers. I, I've had some people tell me, "Oh, now you're telling me I'm just dependent on humans." I heard one person say once, "Oh, now, now I'm a slave to the scholars. i I'm It's impossible for me to truly understand the Bible. I should always question everything because I'm not a scholar." And if I'm honest, I think that's a little bit of an extreme response. I think it's a little too harsh. I don't think that's quite an accurate way to put it but by any means. But I do think it's valuable to say, hey, scholars can be helpful. Furthermore, the Bible was never designed to be exclusively read in isolation. You know, we're not to be these silos unto ourselves and that the only time we read and study the Bible or we get things from it is when we're by ourselves. We're not designed to be divorced from the community of God. And our study of the scriptures certainly should not be divorced from our connection and communion and relationships within the body of Christ. No, when we're reading the Bible and we're seeing things, we should be bringing it to the community of God, to the people around us and saying, hey, what do you guys think of this? Am I crazy? Am I off my rocker? Because all of us are are biased. We have subjectivity. All of us are capable of extrapolating some really crazy weird things from the Bible if we don't have the community of God to guide us, shepherd us, and keep us in check. We've seen throughout church history lots of people extrapolating things from the Bible that are wild and crazy and wonky and quite frankly detrimental to society because they didn't have a great community around them to kind of guide them and point them in the right direction. I've heard a lot of people say things like, I just think it's just important for me to get along with God, just me and my Bible and the Holy Spirit, and I'll figure it out. And I think that sounds cool, and it sounds like, you know, really a really spiritual thing. However, I think it potentially is is contrary to what God actually desires for the people of God. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of personal devotions. I think every Christian should be... You know, having times alone with the Lord and and reading the Bible and praying, yes, that's great. However, um, I think it's important to note that when the biblical authors wrote the, the the New Testament and they gave it to the churches, there was an expectation that those would be read aloud within the church, and that they would be uh, there would be some teaching that accompanied those writings, and there would be potentially collaborative discussion, um, and that the body of Christ together uh, would be wrestling through through the scriptures. The idea that you would be unto yourself doing it alone as the primary means for understanding the Bible is sort of contrary to what the biblical authors intended, and it's a relatively new phenomenon within church history. I mean, for the first 1,600 years of church history, that really wasn't a thing. Um, Really, it wasn't until the, the advent of the print press as well as you know, kind of just a widespread literacy because for most of human history, most, you know, huge chunks of the human population was illiterate. And so this idea that this is the primary way to do it unto yourself, by yourself, is just, it's contrary to what has been normative in church history. I believe that we as Christians are at our best, both individually and corporately. We are at our best when we are learning from each other and that the body of Christ is speaking into our lives. That includes people we know in our local churches and our small groups or relationships we have, but that, that certainly also includes the body of Christ at large, Christians from around the world that maybe we've never met, but have written some great books and have done some great scholarly study, and they are a gift to the body of Christ. They're giving us insights and information that are helping us understand the Bible better. That is a great thing. So I need to be learning from people I know in my life, and I need to be learning or could be learning. It's ideal that I be learning from other believers and scholars from around the globe that have written great commentaries and great books that, again, give me great insights into the Word of God that I may not have gotten on my own because of my own subjectivities, my own background, or my own lack of of training for whatever the reason may be. It is valuable to learn from other Christians, again, on a personal level and from those that are scholarly, that have written extensively and have produced works that can be really helpful to us as we read and study the Scriptures. And yes, indeed, there are some passages of Scripture, there are some sections of the Bible that if we don't have some of those scholarly works, we are likely to misunderstand that that the body of Christ and the scholarly work that's been done by different Christians can give us tremendous understandings of of passages of scripture that we may otherwise have misunderstood I think that's certainly the case uh, for the first several books of the Bible that that I believe Moses wrote uh, you know I think understanding the historical context and the world in which Moses lived gives us profound understanding that maybe previous generations of the church didn't have I think that's the case for uh, chunks of the prophets. I think that's the case for Job. I think that's the case for some of the things that the Apostle Paul says in his epistles. Uh, understanding things going on give us greater insight. And the, the greatest source to help us understand those things that were going on are the scholars and commentators that are writing today. So a couple questions that people then begin to say, well, they could say, it feels like you are putting more stock in scholars than you are in the Holy Spirit. And that's not true. I, I believe the Holy Spirit is providentially leading people to learn and grow and develop and be scholarly. And now they're passing those insights on to me. The Holy Spirit is the one leading that. So I'm putting the trust that the Holy Spirit, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to have led the body of Christ so that the body of Christ today now has more information that helps us better understand the Bible. And today we have more information about the Bible, about the biblical authors and about the cultural and historical contexts more than ever. Therefore we can understand the Bible today better than any other generation in church history. Like we, we have more access to more information. That seems to bother some people. I'm not sure why it does. They say, well, you're saying the previous generation didn't understand it, No, that they understood it as best they could with the limitations they had. Well, today we have way more information. We have access to way more resources. So we do have the ability to understand some depth of the Bible and deeper things way more than any generation in human history which should not lead us to be arrogant, quite the opposite. It should be humbling that God has allowed us to live in a time where we have more information than any other generation in church history, and that should inspire us to be good stewards of that. As as Jesus said in the Gospels, to whom much is given, much is expected. So if you have more access to more information, then you're expected to know the Bible better than the Christians of 100 years ago or 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago. Yes, we have more information. We have access to uh, things that give us deeper insight into the Bible more than the vast majority of the Christians that have ever lived on planet Earth, which means we ought to do more with it, which means this generation of the church should be stronger and purer and more committed to mission than any generation before. I believe that's the appropriate expectation that we should be seeking to live up to. To whom much is given, much is expected. I think this is a really important concept to, to consider. The last thing I'll say is this, is the idea of trusting scholars. So, sometimes people, sometimes in certain church circles in America today, it's like, well, trusting scholars is, is bad. I, I don't need scholars. I just need the Bible. I just need the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm, I sometimes um, think that's an odd approach because anyone who reads the Bible in English or in their own language is relying on scholars. I had a, a correspondence with a, a regular listener of the podcast who basically said, "I don't need to trust scholars. I just I just read the Bible for myself." And I responded by saying, "Well, do you read the Bible in the original languages in, in Hebrew or Greek and Aramaic?" He said, "Well, no, I'm reading it in English." Oh, so you're trusting scholars? No, oh, no, no, I'm trusting I'm trusting the Holy Spirit. No, no, you're you're reading a translation of the Bible, which was translated by humans that were scholars. Those people didn't just wake up and know how to speak and read Hebrew randomly. They went to college. They went to seminary. They went and got PhDs and doctorate degrees. And, like, these were theologians and and scholarly people, biblical experts, historians, uh, linguistics experts. Like, these are not just random people. Like, these are people who worked really hard to become scholars, to be able to translate the Bible, to give it to you. Praise God for them, right? I'm so thankful that God raised those people up. And that they served the body of Christ by giving us quality translations that we can read in our own language for those of us who are not language scholars. I what like you, how are you going to tell me you, you trust you, you don't trust scholars every time you read the Bible in your own language you're trusting a scholar you are putting your trust in those guys trusting that they worked really hard and that they were and that they were actually you know scholarly and that they actually had good training you're putting trust in all the people that trained them you are largely putting a lot of stock in Their scholarship, their scholarly activities. Every time you read the Bible in your own language, you're trusting scholars, whether you like it or not. And I think that's okay. It's okay to trust scholars. It's okay. It's not bad. Now, we want to recognize that scholars aren't perfect, scholars do make mistakes. And not all scholars are created equal. Some scholars are better than others. Some scholars have a a gross bias in their own way. They have their own subjectivities that may cause them to, to misunderstand things for sure. Um, scholars sometimes have an axe to grind or an agenda that is malicious or or nefarious. That does happen. So I'm not saying you trust every scholar any anytime a scholar says something. I think it's appropriate to sometimes question some scholars, but not because they're scholars. I think that's what some Christians do, that anyone who's a scholar or, or is involved in scholarly activity instantly gets questioned. No, no. You should question scholars because they're humans and all humans should be questioned to some extent, including yourself. So, if you're going to question scholars, you better question yourself. If you're going to question what a scholar says about a particular passage of scripture, you better also question your own ability to understand that passage by yourself because every human has brokenness. All of us have biases. All All of us have subjectivity and we need to be critical and and cautious about any opinion from any human, but before we question any scholar or anyone else, we should be looking in the mirror and questioning ourselves, first and foremost, because your own biases and your own subjectivity is far more likely to be a detriment to you than any work from a scholar. The the person most likely to deceive you or cause you to misunderstand a passage of Scripture is yourself. Should you question scholars on occasion? Absolutely. Should you just believe everything every scholar says? Absolutely not. But not because they're scholars. It's because they're human, which means you need to be cautious with anything any human says. But once a particular human has a strong track record, then it's okay to listen to them. It's okay to put stock in what they say. Again, you don't take every single word as if it's absolute gospel. You don't want to be dogmatic, right? You don't want to follow a human. We want to follow Jesus. But when there are scholars that have done great work, that have proven that that they do love the gospel and they love studying the scriptures and they're putting forth great resources that are really helpful to us, that will help us understand the Bible in a way that we would not have understood it if we were by ourselves, man, we want to thank God for those scholars. We want to be thankful for them and we want to allow their work and their words to speak to us and to enrich our own understandings of the scriptures. You're not being less spiritual by putting some confidence in some scholars, Do we absolutely have to have scholars to, you know, get something out of the Bible or to understand large chunks of the Bible? Absolutely not. We do not need them. Can scholars be incredibly helpful and help us see things in the Bible we otherwise didn't see, shed light on things we otherwise wouldn't have seen, give us insight into things we otherwise wouldn't have seen? Absolutely. Absolutely. We should praise God for that. I hope that the things we learn from scholars will give us insights into the Bible that ultimately will enrich our communion with God on a personal level, uh, will enhance uh, our churches, that the strength and purity of our churches on a corporate level, and I hope and pray that it would lead to a church that is more committed to being on mission. That's the reason why scholarship can be extremely helpful. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this is as this is helpful and insightful and challenging to some in some regards as well. If you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The best address is heyortiz at theology for the rest of That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theology for the rest of Or if you know someone that you think would make a great interview guest, I'd also love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. That would be fantastic. You can also find me on Twitter. I love connecting with people on Twitter. Feel free to do that. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.